Welcome everyone to the We Hate Sports Podcast, episode 26, coming to you live Wednesday, June 16th. I know it's not our normal recording day, but we wanted to wait a couple days so we could get the game together because some crew members are making some money moves and getting some jobs. I'm Hermie, your moderator this evening, and I'm fully awake this episode. Sorry for last week. And as always, we have your hosts, PC and TK. Also joining us for the show tonight are Tolu with the time management problems, John with the sound issues, and Gianni, who likes pineapple on his pizza. Anyways, I have a riddle this week, and if anyone on the podcast can solve it, they get a prize. So the riddle of the week is, why does LeBron James love donuts? Uh, I feel what? like this, not, this has something to do with Cancun, and I'm all for it. But what is it? Does anyone know the answer? I don't. Why does the brown? No. I mean, donuts. a brown and donuts that just that just it's just a weird. So donuts like are zeros, but yeah, I don't know because oh he gosh. dropped zero in the finals. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I give up. Okay, right. I'll tell you guys the answer at the end of the podcast. I'll give you guys until the end of the podcast to figure it out. Why does LeBron love this? Okay, so let's get into this week's episode. It's going to be a fun one, starting with our topics of the week. So, first topic. The Suns make it to the Western Conference for the first time since 2010, sweeping the Denver Nuggets to advance. However, with Chris Paul now in COVID protocol and out indefinitely, do you believe the Suns are still the favorite to win the finals, or do you believe it's going to be another team? TK, what do you think? Um, I don't think that Suns fans really need to worry too much right now. Um, they've already won the the second round, so they get they get some time because um the 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 Jazz and Clippers round is not over yet, so they're gonna get some time to rest anyway. Um, as far as if Chris Paul is out any games, like let's say he's out the first two games, I wouldn't freak out too much if I'm a fan of the Suns. Um. I don't think it's something to freak out too much about. I believe that the the opponent that they will face will be the Jazz at the end of the day. Um, but because of protocols and everything, I'm assuming that it's going to be about ten days, somewhere around there. <clears throat> uh, I think they. I think I read a report today that said we'll know more information Saturday. But um, it's really going to depend on the timeline and and how soon the Jazz and Clippers um matchup is over. If that, if that, let's say that's over in the next. Let's say it's over by this weekend. That'll that'll be about. If we hear something about it Saturday, that'll who knows? That'll probably be the beginning of the uh, protocol. So it's really going to depend on the time frame for me. I wouldn't freak out too much right now until we know more information on Saturday. But like I said, it's going to really depend on the time frame. If the time frame says if the time frame says that um, he'll be out for ten days starting Saturday, then I'll freak out a little more. Rather, as if it starts right now, you have a little more time to kind of figure everything out of what's going on with the protocol. I, I, I'm not too sure if he actually had, if he was tested positive for COVID, if somebody could tell me, I don't know. I haven't heard he was actually tested positive for COVID. I just heard it was COVID protocols. Was he tested positive? Does anybody know? I believe he did. He received so he did a positive test. test. So he did test positive. Okay, so yeah. Which does um, complicate things. So yeah, so that definitely complicates things then. I was a little uh, uninformed with this question. So now that I know that he's actually tested positive, yeah, I think he needs to freak out a little bit because if, if the Suns don't have Chris Paul in the next matchup, I don't care if it's versus the Suns. Or, <clears throat> sorry, I don't care if it's versus the Jazz or the Clippers. They're definitely going to have some trouble without Chris Paul. He's the guy that leads this team. He's the, he's the, he's the, he's the number one play caller. He's, I mean, it, 
you can honestly say he's probably more important than Devin Booker because of his playmaking abilities and everything that he does besides just score the ball. So, yeah, now that I know that he's actually tested positive COVID, that he actually has tested positive for COVID now, I, I yeah, I think he can freak out a little bit. All right. And Johnny, what are your thoughts? Um... They they're gonna give more information on Saturday. Um, is it is a huge blow for the Suns if he's out for the, for like half of the series, uh, depending who they play. Um, I don't. I feel like um, because I found out that he had the vaccine. Um, he already had the vaccine and stuff like that. He tested positive, but by Saturday we will know officially if he's gonna be out. For the beginning of the series, if he's out for the beginning of the series, I think the Suns are going to lose in the conference finals, depending on how many games he missed. If he plays, I think they're going to win the conference finals. Uh, I think they get to the NBA finals, but it all depends on CP3 and what's going to happen this weekend, how um, how they're going to approach it. I know that he's already in quarantine already. Um, he started today in quarantine. So, if the test is not negative, like let's just say the next two days he get tested is not negative, he will probably miss the first two games of the of the next series at least. So, it's a tough blow for for the Suns right now. Um, that's why the next forty eight hours we're gonna know a lot more. So, it's just a tough blow for them right now. Okay, and Sean, what do you think? So like TK and Gianni said, it's tough to fully answer this question without having all of the information. We don't really know how long he'll be out. For all we know, he could be out one game, or he could be out the majority of the series. That's so tough to really tell. But I do think, with the question marks of Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard looking like he's probably out for the season, I think the Jazz are likely the favorites to come out of the West. Okay, and PC. Uh, so the Suns are actually my favorites to make it all the way to the finals and maybe even possibly win it with Chris Paul. Chris Paul was the glue to this team this season. I, I think the, you know, aside from Devin Booker, of course, the main reason why they have gotten as far as they had, they were able to beat the Lakers because of Chris Paul. And you know, it's 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 a shame what's what's happening to him. Um, you know, he's just very unlucky. Um, you know, and you feel bad for you know a guy that's obviously done service for the NBA like he has, and constantly gives back to the, to his community. And you know, just see just to know that he's now out indefinitely. We don't know when he's coming back. He could be out for one or two games, or maybe even the entire series. We just don't know yet. Um, and. Right now, I I don't see now the Suns being the favorites to win at all. Um, I mean, we all saw the last series that they had against the Nuggets. They were rolling. They closed out Denver. In in Denver, Chris Paul had 37 points. Devin Booker finished with 36 points. I mean, that that's probably the most under, I would say, underappreciated duel in this entire playoffs you know, and now that you take that away from Phoenix, I don't know what kind of team that they are. Because as I've mentioned prior, they're not really a team that like stands out in terms of star power. You know, Devin Booker, of course, yes, but 
you know, Dario Sarge, Mikel Bridges, Cameron Payne, like, you know, Tony Craig, the, these are not guys that are going to go off for, you know, or give you 20, 25 every game. And assuming that they face the Jazz now in the Western Conference Finals with Kawhi possibly being out for the rest of the year for the Clippers, I, that's, that's a series that the Jazz, I think, win convincingly, you know, with the way that Dalvin Mitchell has been playing. So it's definitely panic time right now in, in Phoenix. And uh, you, they have to hope and pray that Chris Paul makes the quickest recovery possible um, because I, I truly do think that the Suns are a great team when they have Chris Paul. I think they're at best a five, six seed without him. All right. And Tolu. You guys hit everything. The Suns are not coming out of the West without Chris Paul. And if he misses the start of the series, they're not being the Utah Jazz because um, the Jazz are rolling right now, even though they lost to two um, in Los Angeles. And now Kawhi Leonard is most likely out for the remainder of the series. He, I think he has a torn ACL. Um, and the Jazz, they don't have Mike Conley. And Mike Conley's getting healthier every, every game. So if they don't have Chris Paul to start uh, that series, then I, they're not coming out of the West. So I, I, the Suns are in trouble. They're in big, big trouble. So they better hope that Chris Paul recovers, like you said. Okay, and let's get into our next topic. So, going off of the first topic, do you guys think Chris Paul is in the top five point guards of all time, and should he be in this discussion? What do you think, PC? Uh, so, for me, I, this was originally answered that we were, or excuse me, a question that we were going to have at first. Um, you know, on Monday when we usually do the recordings. Um, and I thought 100% Chris Paul was going to cement himself as top five point guard all time by taking this young Suns team to the finals. I think that was going to be the, you know, the thing that broke the camel's back, especially for me. Now, I still think he's just in that top 10 range. Like, he still hasn't made a finals appearance. And that's unfortunate. It sucks, but I think until he does that, I, I can't consider him a top five point guard all, all time. Okay. And Sean, do you think he should be considered in the top five? This is tough because I think there's a clear top two with Magic Johnson and Stephen Curry. I don't think that's really debatable even. But then after that, it gets tough because I think there's a good seven or eight guys that you could pretty much argue in any order between Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, Jason Kidd, Oscar Robertson, Steve Nash. I might even be forgetting a few names. But, like, all those guys are pretty close right there with each other. They have similar legacies, similar accomplishments. So pretty much all in the same tier. So I think Chris Paul has a good argument for, th- for being the third greatest point guard of all time. But at the same time, I think you could also argue him for an eighth or ninth. It's tough because of how close all those guys are. But uh, but um, if I had to put him in a spot, I would say yes. I do believe he is top five. All right. And TK, what do you think? 
Yeah, I kind of agree with uh, what Sean said. With the with the first top two point guards, it's literally going to be Magic or Steph, whatever order you want to put it in. And then after that, literally, it can just it's really a toss up. Like he said, John Stockton, Steve Nash, um, some names I'm, I'm that's on my mind that I'm completely forgetting right now. But for me personally, I have Chris Paul in my top five. Um, I don't think he's top three or four or anything like that, but I definitely think he's at least number five at least. I think when you think of Chris Paul, the only thing that you can take away from him is the championship. Chris Paul has done pretty much everything besides the championship. He's been a, one of he's been the best defensive player on this team with the shitty New Orleans team that he played with. He was the, also the best player on that team. Without Chris, you take Chris Paul at that New Orleans team. What is that New Orleans team? They're nothing, absolutely nothing. Chris Paul was getting that team to the playoffs every single year. Um, it's it's really what held Chris Paul back is really the injuries. Like I said, the injuries and then not having a championship. You take that, you take you you completely forget about that. And Chris Paul is definitely a top five. He's done everything. That's why literally everything been in the playoffs shows up in the playoffs. He's clutch. He makes shots. He hits big time shots. Everything. The only thing that he has that he does not have on his resume is a championship. And I think that if like Sean said, if, or I don't remember if it was Sean or Gianni, but if the Suns do have Chris Paul, I think that they're that, that they would definitely win the championship this year. So I think because of that reason, let's let's just let's just really hope that Chris Paul is going to get past this whole COVID thing, and that he will be able to play in the Western Conference Finals. Because, I mean, it's already for me personally, it's already weird not having the Lakers there. So, I, to have a team to root for, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the Suns right now. I was rooting for the Jazz like a week ago, but I changed my mind every week. Right now, it's it's the Suns. I really want Chris Paul to win the championship so that people can completely stop trying to tarnish his resume and everything. Chris Paul is a top five point guard. It really should not be a question at all because, like Sean said, and like I said. When you think of the when you think of top five point guards, you can really only think of the top two, and it's Magic Johnson and Steph Curry. And then after that, it's really it could it's up for grabs. So for me personally, he's definitely a top five. Okay, and Gianni, looking like a traffic cone over there. What's your thoughts? Um, in my opinion, he's top five. I think the championship because, like how you, TK said and, and Sean said that. Um, is open um, after Magic and Seth. I think a championship will put him, I think, number three in, in my list of top point guards. I think that's all he needs um, to move up there. I think he's right now number five. But I think with a championship, is it, going to just put him um, at number three. I agree that Magic and Seth is one and two, and the rest is up for grabs. It's pretty close. But a championship with the Suns this season will just put him um, at three, in my opinion. Okay. And last but not least, Tolu, what do you think? Chris Paul is a top five point guard. It's I, I think I don't know why people try to tarnish Chris Paul. I mean, everywhere he's gone, he's, he's won. He's went to New Orleans. He won there. He's been to Houston, won there. Been to Clippers, he's changed. He's won there. Um, or obviously led the Clippers, even the dead Clippers. He went to the Thunder. They they didn't even they didn't even believe they could make the playoffs, and he dragged them to what the fourth, fifth seed, and took the Rockets to seven games with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Like Chris, everywhere Chris Paul goes, it, it's a winning culture. So I think. Jeff Chris Paul is definitely top five, and if G- and like Gianni said, if he wins the championship, he's number three. 
definitely. It's not even a debate. If he, if he wins the championship, and if he wins finals MVP, he's number three. Okay, and let's get into our third topic. With both teams, the Clippers and the Suns, now missing both their star players for potentially the rest of the year now, who is under the most pressure to succeed, the Clippers or the Suns? And do the Utah Jazz have the easiest path to the finals now? I'm going to throw it to you, TK. I think it's definitely the Clippers that need to succeed more. Um, first of all, Kawhi, I think Kawhi Leonard's whole, if he's going to be there next year, it's, it's, it's going to be based off this season. I know a lot of people don't think he's going anywhere. I completely disagree with that. I think that if they lose two times in the second round, back-to-back, I think he's definitely leaving. So, for, so that, that's, that's, I mean, that's a pretty, this is a pretty easy question. It's it, it's definitely the it's definitely the Clippers. I I, I think because of like I said because if if Kawhi does not if they lose back to back second round in two years in a row I just don't I don't see why, how they keep Kawhi at all. They just resigned Paul George to this huge deal. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's been I mean he's been he showed up in the first round. He's he's, he's having the up and down second round. I I it's the Clippers. It's the Clippers. Okay, and Gianni, what do you think? Um, is the Clippers. Um, if they lose back-to-back years in the second round, I think Kawhi is going to leave. Um, I just don't see, unless they can get out of this round without Kawhi or something, um, I just don't see Kawhi returning. I think um, it's just going to be tough because I don't think the Clippers, this is like the best chance the Clippers have because other teams in the West is getting better. So I think this is the Clippers' best chance to get to, to the finals. And with the quiet injury and everything, bad timing and everything. But if you look at the landscape, I think Kawhi is going to leave um, the Clippers. So this is like a disastrous end for, for the Clippers, in my opinion. Uh, and for the Jazz, I don't think they have the easiest road. Uh, it depends on Chris Paul and stuff like that. So... I wouldn't say it's the easiest road. Uh, I wouldn't put too much on that yet, depending on the other things that have to happen. So I, I just think it's the Clippers um, right now. Definitely the Clippers. Okay. And PC, what do you think? Um, so I'm with everyone in agreeance here. It's the Clippers for me. Um, now, this does not mean that I think that Kawhi is more inclined to leave this offseason. I think that argument has to be thrown out the window now because he got hurt. And I think if he leaves, you know, this offseason knowing that he left something on the table in L.A. with the Clippers, you know, he's obviously going to want to try and improve himself. And unfortunately, he may not have the opportunity to do that again this year. Um, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, this offseason um, but as far as you know the Clippers as a whole they are still a good team it just means more players have to step up now Paul George you know we've been on him you know for being playoff piss you know and being like you know not really a reliable top guy in the playoffs but I'm gonna give the devil his credit he's been playing 
significantly better than he was last year and in previous years. This year, you know, he's hey, he's posted better numbers and he keeps continuing to put up thirty, you know, points every night for the Clippers. You know, in these and these last two wins for LA, I mean, he's posted thirty-one in each. Um, so, you know, if Chris or excuse me, Paul George is able to step into that role as the number one guy. You know, get some help from, you know, Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson, who, should I add, has been playing phenomenal this entire series. Um, as well as, you know, there's there's guys like um like Zubak, who I think they could use a lot more in lobs now. Um, there's also Terrence Mann. And, um, you know, so, I mean, the Clippers, they had their backs against the wall, and they just possibly lost their best player, or, or excuse me, their top player, for the rest of the season, but they can make it competitive. I don't know if they beat Jazz, but I think they can make it competitive. Um, you know, they they still have a lot to prove with or without uh, Kawhi. As far as the Jazz go, um, I don't think the path becomes completely easier. Um, but I I do think that path it it opens up for them a lot. You know, because top two threats that you have now. Well, I mean, Chris Paul's in. Kobe Brogall and Kawhi's possibly out for the rest of the year. So, uh, for the Jazz, that that path to finals, you know, Davin Mitchell becoming D Way 2.0, that that's looking more and more realistic for me. All right, and Tolu, what's your thoughts? Oh, it's no question the the Clippers are, are under the most pressure. Um, Kawhi Leonard out for damn near the year. I like PC. I agree with PC. I don't think Kawhi's going to leave because after he got injured, like, if they, like, choked the lead or they lost the series with Kawhi putting up, like, Kawhi dropping, like, 30 a game, then I could see him leaving. But after he got injured, I just don't see him leaving. I think he's going to resign. Um, I, like I said, I, I don't – they have to make it competitive. This has to go to at least a game six or at least a game seven because Paul George – you know, I don't want to hear excuses from him because with Russell Westbrook, he was the first option in OKC with Russell Westbrook and the OKC Thunder. You know, uh, they got bounced out in the first round. But Paul George, he needs to step it up. Obviously, he's been playing good this this postseason, but obviously he's the first option now. So I expect even more from Paul George. Uh, Reggie Jackson, they got uh, – uh, Marcus Morris, who's a deadly three-point shooter. I mean, that guy doesn't miss. Um, they got Zubats. They uh, they got Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. They got they still. I don't know why they haven't played Rondo, but they they probably they said they still got Rondo. They still have enough to compete. I don't see them beating the Jazz, but they still have enough to compete. So definitely, it's the Clippers that have the most pressure. As for the Jazz, they definitely do not. Um, well, they do have an easy path, but in my opinion, uh, whoever comes out of the East is gonna is gonna beat them, whether it be the Nets or the the Sixers or whatever. But they, yeah, they their path got a little easier. Okay, and Sean, do you agree with everyone? Uh, yeah. Between these two teams, I would say the Clippers are under more pressure. However, and mostly because. The Suns, they have a really nice young core. Their window's a lot larger. Between Booker, Aiden, and Bridges, they don't have to win right now. They can still look toward the future. 
Clippers, not as much. They're a lot more in win-now mode with Kawhi and Paul George pretty much in their primes. But, yeah, I do think the Clippers are under more pressure between these two teams. However, I don't think losing would be the end of the world. They lost Kawhi. That was really unfortunate. I don't think Kawhi would leave after that in those circumstances. I do think he'd come back and they'd have another year or two to try to compete and try to get the title that they've been searching for forever for their entire franchise history. And for the second part of the question, do the Jazz have the easiest path to the final now? I would say so because the Nets and Bucks still have to battle each other. One of them will likely have to face the Sixers. Those are tough matchups. Clipper, the Suns and Clippers have both had injuries and COVID situations hurting their chances. So between that, yeah, I do believe the Jazz have the easiest path. Okay, and let's get into our next topic. So, in your guys' opinion, who is the best wide receiver duo in the NFL? I'm going to throw it to you, PC. Uh, so for the sake of being different, because I have a feeling what everyone's you know answer is going to be here, um, I I think I'm going to go with an outlier here. Uh, I'm going to go with the defending champions, Mike Evans and Chris Goblin. Both posted 1,000-yard seasons last season. I think the last two seasons, actually. Um, and if they're willing to give the new wide receiver duo in Tennessee a run for their money, you know, I, I think... That's a duo to do it, um, and they already have to bring the show off for it. So, for me, it's Evans and got one. Okay, and Tolu, who do you think's the best duo? Rashad Bateman and Hollywood Brown. No, I'm just playing. But they, you better watch out for those two because they're balling. But anyway, uh, <laughs> they will. Well, I don't know why you're smirking, PC. I really don't. You better, you better relax, relax. But anyway. Um, I, I, I don't. I okay, okay. Okay. As much as this pains me to say, uh, obviously a lot of people are going to go with Tennessee. How about the Browns, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. Wait, wait I have a question. I have a question. Why twenty twenty? We're in twenty twenty one, right? I, I just want to make what? sure. This is twenty sixteen, right? What? What? Wow, I, I believe we're in 2021. I've ever heard what? in my life. You could have said anything what? and you said that. Do better. What? What? What's wait, wrong wait, with wait, that? Wait, wait. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was betraying what? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you please repeat your answer just one more time? I, I, I may have heard it wrong. Can, 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 I, I don't think he can, actually. I heard me kicked him out of the car. I don't think he can repeat his answer. <laughs> all right, so, all right, Tolu, can you repeat that answer? That stupid, I mean, that answer again, please? Please repeat I, that. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Jarvis Landry is an okay wide receiver, and Odell isn't anywhere near the player he was in New York. That is you a horrible You could have went anywhere else. You could have said uh, Godwin and Evans. You could have said the normal and Jones and Brown. Hell, you could have even said DK Metcalf and Tyler freaking Lockett. But you went with Odell Beckham Jr. coming off an ACL tier and Jarvis O.K. Odell's going to hoop ball this year. What are you talking about? I hope he does, but even then, Jarvis is still. He's got his sports confused. This is why you are Tolu Perkins. Oh my god! Even if uh, Odell does become prime Odell again, I just I've never I never really have seen it with Jarvis. He's all 
always been solid for me. Never anything really about that. I was gonna go with Dallas. That's my second. You know, with Michael Gallup and C. D. Lamb. That was that's a good duo too. Wait, Tolu. What? I was with you with Dallas. Okay, like Dallas made sense. But then you didn't even say Amari Cooper. You said Gallup and City. That's a trio. We're talking about a duo, Sean. Yes, but Amari Cooper is the best one there. So you don't say Gallup and CD. You say Cooper and Gallup or Cooper and CD. Whatever. You can't go wrong with either one. I believe you can. Oh, no, you definitely can. You definitely can. Uh, you know what? Let's move on. I'm done with this. Just yeah. <laughs> I'm next losing person. brain cells. Can we go to the next person, please? She fucking removed me. I'm losing brain cells over here. Tolu, you walking on thin ice. That's all I'm saying. Shiver me timbers. Anyway, go on. Anyways. Sean, who do you think is the best duo? And it's probably going to be better than what Tolu said. It has to be. So there are a couple teams I considered for this. The Seahawks with DK and Lockett. The Titans with Julio and AJ Brown. The Vikings with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Not the Browns, but then also the team that I did end up choosing. The same one as PC, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Evan and Godwin are both in that top 10 range. I think the main thing that puts them over the Titans is that A.J. Brown probably is just below Evan and Godwin, who are both in the top 10, while Julio is clearly the dominant wide receiver one, while A.J. is a little bit behind him. So I ended up going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Evan and Godwin, they both had, they both had multiple 1,000-yard seasons. They just won the Super Bowl. They've been dominant since they came into the league. That was my answer. All right, and Johnny. Um, I have to agree with PC and, and Sean, with Godwin and Evans. Um, as long as Evans stay healthy, because he was banged up a little bit last season, if they if they stay healthy, to me they're the best duo. They got the Super Bowl too, um, to show for. I wouldn't say um, Brown and, and Jones yet because we haven't seen them together yet on the field, but I'll I'll say Evans and Godwin right now. All right, and TK, I'm going to bring it to you. Close this out. Well, I guess to be different, I I guess I'll go with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, Tyler, to me, Tyler Lockett is one of the most underrated, if if not the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. He consistently puts up thousand yard receive uh, receiving yards every single year. He, I believe he gets about he gets about double digit touchdowns every single year. He's a wide receiver that we just do not talk about for whatever reason. And then when you look at DK Metcalf, uh, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf. I'm sorry, I cannot. I don't know why I can't say that word. I think when you look at him, there was a time where people Joey were calling him. Yeah, so. yeah, it really is, bro. It really is <laughs> my ass right now. But um, I think when you, <laughs> I think when you talk, I think when you talk about DK Metcalf, sorry, DK Metcalf. I think you talk about him. There was a there was a t- shut up. I'm trying, bro. It's a hard, it, bro, it's a hard name to say, bro. I'm from the south, bro. I'm from the south. Like it's hard to say that na- that last name, bro. I just try to say it fast so like nobody notices you that I say. Anyways, like I was saying, PC Kellerman. I think when you look at DK Met, whatever you want to say his last name is, 
There was a point where people were literally calling this dude Megatron 2.0, and I still believe that he can be that. I don't think he'll be as good as Megatron, obviously, but I think he has the same type body, great hands. Um, he had a very bad season last year with the drops, but we're not going to talk about that. But um, I just think that DK Met, DK Met whatever you want to say his last name is, PC Kellerman. It's okay. I see you, I see you okay, looking sir. at me. Sound I just, it out. I just think, Sound it out. Take I just think. <laughs> I think that when you talk about these, when you talk about, when you talk about DK, besides the drops that he had last season, which again was very, very, it was it was atrocious last year. I'll admit, DK Metcalf is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the game. He's going to be a very elite wide receiver, and I think when you just pair him, when you pair him with Tyler Lockett, it's just that's a very dangerous comparison. I'm I'm honestly shocked that none of you guys said that comparison. But um, did anybody say Julio Jones and? AJ Brown, I did not hear oh, anybody say that. That was nobody's no. choice, which does surprise I'm actually, me. I'm actually I'm shocked. surprised. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm shocked. Surprised. I thought well, that was going to be I the opportunity. I could have said that, but I wanted to be, I wanted to be completely different. But yeah. I, um, I, I think that's mainly on the fact because, one, we haven't seen him play, and two, we all know Julio is going to be fully healthy. That's really he what it is for me. I don't know if Julio is healthy. If Julio is healthy, then this is, this is a whole different conversation, but you, you just don't know what Julio is healthy. All right, and let's get into our final topic. In your guys' opinions, who is the best running back in the NFL when they are healthy? Okay, PC. Because <laughs> um, my answer, I, I think, is it's clear for me. Um, it's Christian McCaffrey. Um, I say this with pretty good confidence. I think he is a five-tool running back. You know, running back is uh, a field position. You know, any any you know good player who's dedicated to the game can be good at the running back position. But Christian McCaffrey, you know, what we've seen from him, he can run out of the backfield. He can catch out of the backfield. He is a playmaker out of the backfield. I think the only other running back I can say with true confidence that could do all of that is... Alvin Kamara, maybe Saquon Barkley. That's it. But Christian McCaffrey, you know, he is he, he's that dude, man. He is that dude. And he constantly puts up, you know, 100 yards receiving, 100 yards uh, catching, you know, or, or excuse me, 100 yards rushing, 100, 100 yards receiving every, you know, single time he steps up, out onto that field. Um, and as far as, like, versatility in terms of all that to make the best running back in the league. Um, I think it, it has to be Christian McCaffrey. You know, I don't even think we see him at his full potential yet with the Panthers. And he might catch that with Matt Rule now, especially with Sam Darnose as his, as his QB now. Um, but I, I think that for me, it's 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 McCaffrey. C-Mac all the way. Okay. TK, are you ready with your answer now? Yeah, so... I kind of I kind of lied. I kind of wanted PC to go first, and I'm glad you chose him first because I wanted to see what he said. So for me, I was gonna say I was gonna well, say I Alvin. I was so yeah, no. TK Kellerman falls in line. Yeah, you know. So I'm he's glad that PC actually. That... Go ahead, go ahead, Hermie. He's the kind of guy that what? <laughs> that looks over PC's shoulder. Did you steal his answers from the test? Yeah, no, no. PC, 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 no. Anyways, so I wanted to say I was it, for me it was between Christian McCaffrey and uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, I'm gonna say Alvin Kamara only because 
his durability is, is I understand the question was when healthy, but we've never we've never seen Alvin Kamara hurt. Dude, I mean, there was a game where dude scored, what was it, six or seven touchdowns in a single game, bro? It like, was dude, six touchdowns, who, tied the record. Who, who is doing that, bro? I don't think Chris, Christian McCaffrey is the second best is the second best running back in the game to me because of because of basically everything that PC said. He can catch. Uh, well, he's he's not that good of a blocker, but he can catch um, out of the backfield. He's a great runner. He put up a thousand. He's the type of running back that can put up a thousand yards receiving, and the type of running back that can put up a thousand yards rushing in the same type of season. I mean, he's just that dude. But Alvin Kamara is really that dude. Like, who? I, Dude, who's out here scoring six touchdowns in a single game, bro? Like, that's, in, reason, that's insane. That's, that's the only insane. reason I wouldn't go Alvin Kamara is because, like most Saints players in Sean Payton's system, they tend to disappear from time to time in games. We saw Michael Thomas. We saw a couple times with Alvin Kamara, even, last season. Yeah, but... Uh, so, are you saying Christian McCaffrey's never had a bad game? Is that what you're telling me? No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, you know, like in terms of consistency, I I don't see you know Christian McCaffrey having two, three, four games where he's kind of disappeared from the offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, PC Kellerman, it's still going to be Alvin Kamara for me. And the main thing is, is, is because of the durability. Like he's just, I just never seen him hurt. And like I said, Duke scored six touchdowns in a single game. When, when, when Christian McCaffrey does that, then we can talk. Okay. And Sean, what do you think? So I think there's six names in contention for this answer between Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. I think those six are the clear top six elite running backs in the league currently. And as much as I would love to go with my boy, Saquon Barkley, who I do think should be getting talked about more, and he's probably number two on my list. Number one for me is Christian McCaffrey. I've always really valued receiving out of running backs because I do think running has more to do with situation, with your offensive line, play calling, stuff like that. But receiving is pretty much what you can do, what routes you can run, what you can do after the catch. That's what I value the most out of my running backs, which is why Christian McCaffrey, who's the best receiving back in the league, possibly one of the best of all time, if you think about it, he's been unreal as a receiver out of the backfield. He pretty much plays slot receiver a lot of the time. He's a special running back. He's pretty much unstoppable in the ground game and in the receiving game. So when fully healthy, my best running back in the league is Christian McCaffrey with Saquon Barkley right behind him. Tully, you're shaking your head. What do you think? He said uh, Nick Chubb, and uh, I don't really agree with that. I like Nick Chubb, but he's top six back. Ugh, no. But anyway, um, I I was picking between Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, and uh, Christian, McC- uh, Christian McCaffrey. And like Sean said, I like running backs that can catch out of the backfield. I can, you know, line up as a receiver and, you know, run routes and stuff. So I'm I'm going with Christian McCaffrey because he's the best at that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm going with Christian. I was gonna say J.K., but whatever. I'm not going with J.K. right now. Okay, and Gianni. Uh, that that doesn't warrant a response, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with almost everyone. 
Um, C-Mac, uh, I have to go with C-Mac um, because he can catch from the backfield. You can line them up at wide receiver. He can catch that. He can go for 100 yards receiving. He can go for 100 yards rushing. Um, he's the most, like, the complete back. Um, and if he's healthy, when he's healthy, he's just unstoppable on, on the field. Like, once they, they get the, the right quarterback in there and with him there, oh, my God, they're going to be insane, Carolina's offense. Um, he's just insane. My my favorite back so far to watch in football, other than Derrick Henry, I think um, C Mac has is just complete, in my opinion. Okay, and let's get into our mini game of the week. This week we have a brand new game to include in the show. I'm calling it Weather Forecast. Each crew member will get different news situations, and there's a lot we have to talk about. And we will rate each one based off of a stormy scale, if you will. One to three will be paradise, six will be cloudy, and seven to ten will be panic. So let's start with you, Sean. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, with Scott Brooks and Stan Van Gundy, now out as head coaches of the Wizards and the Pelicans, how should fans of both feel? They, the fans of the Wizards and Pelicans should be living in absolute paradise right now. There's a one, if I could go lower than that, it would be. Uh, Sam and Gundy had a, pretty bad, had a pretty bad year in his first year as head coach. He was committed to playing Eric Bledsoe and Stephen Adams, which isn't entirely his fault. David Griffin did give him those players on pretty heavy contracts. So, personally, I would have... Actually, no, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go to three for Cloudy because I think David Griffin should have gone along with Stan Van Gundy, but I still think Stan Van Gundy firing him was the correct decision. They should be very happy about that. Hopefully, David Griffin isn't too far after him and they can actually build the right team on Zion and Brandon Ingram and not offensive liabilities that collapse the floor for a guy like Zion who needs the paint open. And for the Wizards, Scott Brooks, in my opinion, is the second was the second worst coach in the league behind uh, Luke Walton from Sacramento. I think Walton also should have been fired, but I guess that's not going to happen. But yes, Wizards fans should be very happy about that. They can get a competent coach in there, either rebuild around the players that they get in trades for Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, or maybe help them win with the two of them and more depth and better defense around them. Okay, and PC, next one is for you. So, the Mavericks fired general manager Donnie Nelson today after 24 seasons with the team. Nelson was the lead in vouching for the team to draft Dirk Nowitzki and Luka Doncic and watched the team win its first ring in 2011. Luka is reportedly very upset with this firing and has not started discussing its contract extension with the team. The Mavs lost in the first round this year to the Clips in seven. How worried should Mavs fans be that Luka leaves? This is a 10. I am in full panic mode. 10, 50, 100, 1,000. If you are a Mavs fan, you should be very worried right now because your franchise player is not happy in Dallas. I, and I mean, the Mavericks are really screwing themselves right now. 
I don't know what the purpose of getting rid of Donnie Nelson was. Um, if you want to shake things up, how about you trade, you know, another actual reliable right-hand guy that is a name, Chris Porzingis for Luka Doncic. You don't fire the guy that literally hired or literally drafted your two best franchise players, gave your franchise their first ring in 2011. You don't, you simply don't do that. Um, I don't understand that firing at all. Um, and apparently Luca doesn't understand it either because he was reportedly very upset with it. And because of it, he, he's not talking to them right now. And why should he? And why should he? They are backing themselves into a corner they cannot do. So if I'm a Mavericks fan, I'm freaking out right now. Panic. So next one is going to be for TK. How should Jazz fans feel now with the COVID diagnosis of Chris Paul and the ACL injury of Kawhi Leonard? Paradise. Paradise, paradise, paradise. They should feel lucky or they should feel blessed. Lucky, I don't know what you want to call it. That this man, Chris Paul, literally caught COVID out of nowhere. Like, am I the only one that this shocked? Like, when I heard the story this morning, like, am I the only one that was surprised by this? Because it just... it just it just seems so weird for it to come out of nowhere, bro. Like, Jazz fans should be in paradise. It, 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 that question is just too easy. They should be in paradise right now. If Chris Paul is out, the Jazz are going to have a walkthrough to the NBA Finals. No questions asked. Tolu, stop laughing. All right, you better be ready because the next one's for you. So. James Harden only finished with five points in Game 5 between the Nets and the Bucks on Tuesday night. It was his first game back since aggravating his hamstring injury. He played 43 minutes. How should Nets fans feel about closing the series out with Harden? I would say cloudy because they still pulled off the victory yesterday with Kevin Durant dropping almost a 50-point triple-double. Let's just say, let's just say, like if Harden is presence on the court, they have it. They they're gonna beat the Bucks, and obviously, you know, it's Harden's first. That's Harden's first like real minutes of the whole series too. Like he went like because he didn't play. He only played like he don't. He left like the second off jump ball in game one. So obviously, Harden's gonna get rusty. But throughout the series and throughout the playoffs. Harden's gonna, you know, be Harden. So I, I think they're cloudy, you know, because they still got Kevin Durant. And if they have KD and Jeff, Jeff, if Jeff Green is hitting like Jeff Green turned into Clay Thompson yesterday, if Jeff Green is like that, I, I don't think the Nets have to, I, I don't think they're too worried, but they definitely should be worried about Harden's hamstring, though. They definitely should, but they got Kevin Durant. So I wouldn't be so worried. Okay. And Johnny, the next one's going to be for you. Both Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes are calling for a perfect 20-0 to regular season this year for the Chiefs. How should Chiefs fans feel about this comment? I'm going to say cloudy because it's tough going undefeated. Uh, especially 20-0 and with extra game and stuff like that. I just don't see it. They're probably going to lose like a couple of games. Um, but I just don't see it. It's just tough going undefeated. Their schedule looks pretty nice and stuff like that, but
but I just doubt that they go 20-0. They can talk about it all they want, but I see them losing like three games at least. So uh, I just see it cloudy, like like in the middle of, of everything, basically, right now, number five. Okay. And next one is going to be for Tolu. NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went on the jump on Wednesday to say that the Bucks can't win a title with this team. How much should Bucks fans care about this comment? <laughs> they should care, the hell? Kareem is the best player in, the, in their franchise. Kareem is a top three NBA player of all time. Kareem is the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Of course they should take his word for it. And he's right. I don't think the Bucs are going to win a championship in Giannis' era. Because Giannis can't hit perimeter shots. Giannis is shooting so bad from the... Who sh- PC, this is rhetorical. You don't have to answer this. But who has been shooting worse than from the free throw line in the playoffs? Is it Giannis or Ben Simmons? Because I'm pretty sure they're pretty equal. Because Giannis has been shooting... <laughs> Giannis has been shooting terrible from the free throw line this series. Absolutely terrible. The Buck, the, the, the Nets are purposely fouling him because he cannot hit free throws. Okay? He can't make free throws. And that costly Imagine. turnover. Imagine. That costly, that costly turnover yesterday. That's what he was so scared to go to the free throw line. He wasn't even paying attention to the ball because as soon as he catches the ball, they, the, the, the Nets are automatically going to foul him. Automatically going to foul him. Oh, and Giannis, you're the defensive player of the year, right? You're the former defensive player of the year. Why aren't you guarding Kevin Durant? I just want to know, why aren't you guarding KD? Can, can you explain? You just let, you just, you just throw Chris Middleton on him while you sit on, so while you sit on Joe Harris. What is Joe Harris going to do offensively, Giannis? Can you tell me? Can you tell me, Giannis, what is Joe Harris going to do? Why aren't you guarding KD? You just sit there and allow your your homeboy, Chris Middleton, to get absolutely cooked yesterday. Absolutely cooked. And I, I, watched, I watched one part in the, second, in the first quarter. Brooke Lopez had Mike James in the post and took a three-point shot. Like, What? Back the dude down and dunk on him. I don't know what's wrong. Why are centers these this these day and age so soft? I don't understand. When they got a smaller guy on it, they always take a fadeaway jump shot. Like example, Giannis again. Giannis had James Harden on him and took a fadeaway jumper. Hey Sean, can you tell me what James Harden said about Giannis? If I was seven feet tall, or it was something like if I was seven feet tall and could just run, jump, and dunk. I would be doing that too. Something hey, around that area. That's exactly what Giannis, that's whole, Giannis' whole offense this series. It's basically a halfback draw, okay? Just Bro, draw you know what, you know what, I, you know, I, I wanted to add to your point, Tolu. I don't know if y'all be watching. Have y'all ever seen this man, like Giannis, try to like, with his handles, bro? His handles are so atrocious. It <laughs> literally, the fender, the fender will literally terrible. give him room. To do his thing, thing no bag. bag at all. He has man, no bag. Oh, I just had to say that, bro. Same offense, man, and he refuses to train. If I, if I was Giannis, I'd be training with Hakeem Hakeem Olajuwon because Hakeem Olajuwon has the best footwork in NBA history. I think Hakeem Olajuwon he needs that, that type of player. 
But no, his ego's too big. I don't got to change my game. All right, fine. Continue to get bounced out in the second and first round all this time. Yes, yes, damn well they should take Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's serious because he's the best player in their franchise. Okay, that's number one. And obviously he's one of the greatest players of all time. The Bucks are not winning the championship. I don't I don't care if they're not winning with this team. Uh, okay, that was a great rant to Luna, but you didn't answer the question. <laughs> the actual I question. I said yes. They should take it. It's yeah, it's, it's panic. It's panic. Panic. Gianni, the next one's for you. The Major League Baseball Association will start cracking down on illegal substances used by pitchers. If caught, pitchers can face a 10-game suspension. As a pitcher, how should they feel about this? They should panic because because they have to change their approach. Whoever is using those substances have to, like, change their approach and stuff like that. And they have to do it quick because... Um, they're they're investigating more pitchers and stuff like that. So pitchers have to to do it fast, or they're gonna get a ten game suspension. I don't know if they get cracked down the second time, how many games it will be, but they should panic and change their the way they they approach the game, and they have to change the the um, substance. It, it's kind of kind of sad that now pitchers have to to change their approach and stuff like that, but it, it's now the rule. No. Army. Okay, next one's going to be for you, Sean. With the Summer Olympics just around the corner and a few NBA stars already committed to playing for their home countries, how worried should Adam Silver be about players in his league playing with few rest? I don't believe he should be too worried because unlike last year, where it was pretty much four entire teams were really affected by a shortened summer, for the Olympics, it's more like one or two players at most for each team. Not as big of a deal. If they're stars, they can still have time to recover. While the depth players, the role players, they have the entire offseason to rest. So I don't think it's too big of a deal for a shortened offseason due to Olympics, unlike the year prior where the bubble ended up leading the Heat, the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Celtics to a shortened offseason that really affected them with injuries throughout the entire year. So I would say cloudy but it's not too big of a deal. Just, maybe something just a little minor. All right. And next one's going to be for UPC. The Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray, known for growing up in Texas, was never a Cowboys fan. As a matter of fact, he said, quote, fuck no. They were always ass, end quote. How pressed should Cowboys fans feel about this? Um, I would actually go, I would go Cloudy. I'd say about five. Um, for the true cowboy fans, let's be honest, y'all have sucked for the last two and a half decades. And I think the true fans will actually admit that if you ask them, have you guys sucked? Um, numbers speak for themselves, so I don't think I need to go any further as an uh, Eagles fan. All right, and last one. This is going to be for you, TK. Are you ready? After Anthony Mackie is set to host the ESPYs this year, how worried should he be that he'll be turned into a meme again? I mean, at this point, should he really be worried, bro? Because literally every time this man is in front of a camera, he, he turns into a meme. First of all, 
you're doing it to yourself, bro. Because why do you keep smiling that way, first of all, bro? Like, I can't tell if you're holding in a fart or, like, if you're... <laughs> For real. Like, bro, I can't tell. Like, you bro. did this to yourself, bro. And you didn't do it once. You did it. You you did this at award shows. You did this as being caught in public. You did this at talking at people who are doing interviews. So you like, bro, you did this to yourself. If you don't actually make... If you don't give us a reason to meme you at this award show, you're... We'll be disappointed, bro. I I cannot wait to see the new meme, bro. Nigga, you need to you need to do something that that wear go wear like ten gold chains, put some gold teeth in your mouth, do whatever, bro, because you are going to be a meme. Somebody is going somebody is going to take a picture of this man. I'm telling you right now, and he will be a meme this weekend or whenever the award show is. I'm telling you right now, bro. So I guess to answer the question for him, um, yeah, I mean I. What's the, what, what was the worst? What was the worst option again? I know it was cloudy paradise, and what was the last option? Panic. 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 Yeah, he should be. He should be. He should be panicking right now, bro, because he is one hundred percent going to be a meme whenever this award show is. As he should be, because like I said, you did it to yourself, bro. Nobody did this to you but yourself. <laughs> but the fight, he doesn't even try. That's just his natural smile. Who <laughs> <laughs> smiles like that though, bro? Like what I, I don't know. I don't know. Yo, TK said holding in a fart, bro. That has me dead. Oh my god! <laughs> like he just looks like he, like you know when you remember when you were a little kid, bro, and you were just up to you, like you were just so mischievous, you were just up to no good, bro. Like he, that's the kind of that's the kind of vibes I get from him, bro. Like that smile, dog. Like he's up to no good, bro. <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's get into our hot takes of the week. As always. If you want your hot take featured on the show, all you have to do is add us on social media, leave us a comment, or message us, and we look through all the submissions, and we choose the best one for the show that week. So, PC, will you play? Here, it's your boy, Rick, and I'm back at it again, doing another WHS hot take for the week. So what it is, we still repping the Brooklyn Nets, even though we lost tonight. Fuck Milwaukee. Anyways... But today's hot take is going to be all about Chris Paul and if the Suns are screwed. Is he out for one game? Is he out the whole series? Honestly, I'm sorry, but I'm saying my hot take for this week is that the Suns are fucked and Chris Paul is going to miss the entire series. And they're fucked. This is going to be another injury-related type shit that happens to Chris Paul. It's just unfortunate we have to accept that it's going to keep happening. Sorry if that don't sit well with you, some things. My fault. Yeah. Okay, anyways, so let's get into the crew member hot takes. Well, super spicy this week, and I have a feeling you guys have some pretty good ones, especially with the turn of events that has happened. So, Johnny, I'm actually going to start off with you. What would be your hot take of the week? Um, I'm going to go with baseball. Um... I think the um, what do you call it? The Phillies are gonna get the second wild card spot um, behind the Padres. I think it's gonna be the Phillies and the Padres. Um, it's kind of like a tight race. I think the Phillies are gonna get the second wild card um, because I was looking at the the race and stuff like that um, in both leagues, and I'm I'm kind of curious about the race because. Um, the Mets right now, I think, are in first place in that division, and the Phillies are right there for the second wild card spot. So 
Um, PC is going to like this, but I, I think Philly is going to get that second wild card spot and play the Padres in the first in the one game wild card. And this is why I always liked Gianni's hot takes. It's called confirmation bias. Look it up, PC. That's All right. Anyways, <laughs> Sean, what's your hot take of the week? My hot take is that I believe we will see the first sweep in the NBA Finals since 2018. So it hasn't been that long. But since 2018, when the Warriors swept Cleveland, and I believe the Nets will sweep the Utah Jazz in the NBA Finals. What? What? The disrespect to the Jazz. I think... Harden will be healthier by Kalu, then. Kalu, you literally talk Kyrie shit could about be the back by then. Week. Yeah, but they're they're a good team. I just don't like Utah. Oh, so now they're a good team. Uh, yeah, I never said they're a bad team. I just don't like the Jazz. But Sean, you are disrespectful. They're you not be like, get swept. Kermie, they're shut not... up. You like the Jazz. You're a Jazz fan. Yeah, because they're in Utah. But anyway, Sean, you are you you are disrespectful. You're disrespectful. You are disrespectful. They're going to get one game. It's going to be in Utah. They're not going to sweep them. Totally. I think you it depends. like you didn't say it that depends. duo's answer earlier. It depends what? It depends on who of the Brooklyn's big three is healthy. And I think by the time the NBA Finals come along, all three could be back and healthy. So with that, I do think the Nets will sweep. I, 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 I don't think so. They'll definitely get a game, Sean. I don't think they're going to sweep them. Entitled. PC, what's your hot take of the week? So my hot take for the week, uh, I'm PC, by the way. Yes, I am PC Kellerman. Uh, again, guys, this is PC speaking right now. My hot take for the week, my hot take, my hot take for the week is going to be that um that that TK is indeed the greatest uh, sports broadcaster that we've ever had on this show. I am nothing compared to him. He is the greatest host that we could ever have. And um now I'm now the, TK is going to come on and pretend to be me. Okay. Yeah, hi guys, this is uh, TK Kellerman right here Um, (laughs) And I just want to say that my hot take of the week is that PC is the greatest editor Slash promoter slash host of the podcast, sports podcast of all time And uh, he's lucky to have me as a uh, co-host and friend Thank you Anyway, also also, I'm very (laughs) Also, what? Did he just say I'm very thick? Did he say I'm very thick? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. There we go. Alrighty, let's, uh... Can I actually get your hot take of the week, PC, though? <laughs> what do you mean, bro? That's my hot take. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, so, for my hot take of this week... Um... How about I go with a NFL hot take? I'm going to say, hmm, I'm going to say that Pittsburgh running back Najee Harris um, will submit himself as a top five running back by season's end. I think it's possible. All they've been missing. That I, I I think it's very possible. We saw what James Conner could have been had he not gotten injured. We know what Le'Veon Bell was to that team. Najee Harris is, I think, already, 
you know, has like better intangibles than Le'Veon Bell. Hey man, I I I could see it. I could see it. You know, he's definitely gonna be in contention for offensive rookie of the year this year. You know, smelling himself as a top by running back at the same time. It's possible. I think it's very possible. Especially with that offense. You know, all the sealers I've been missing is a, you know, starting, you know, great caliber running back. So why not go with Najee Harris? Top five running back by uh, this season's end. Okay, and Tolu, what is your spicy take of the week? I'm going to go with a football take as well. I'm going to go the team, the better team in that division, that at the Steelers. My be more Ravens. After what I saw from my boy Patrick Queen today, looking faster, more, way more athletic, I'm going to say that Patrick Queen... I'm not going to say this year, but in the next two seasons, my boy Patrick Queen is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. (laughs) That's my hot take. He can play coverage. He can get to the quarterback. Ah, And by the way, he he was in contention of Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he was out of shape last year if he didn't get hurt. But, you know. I'm, Patrick Queen is gonna be Defensive Player of the Year one day, and I'm telling you this right now. Y'all better keep on. You y'all better take note. Y'all better take note. All righty then, Tolu. Good job. Nice. Yeah, that's real nice. That was, I mean, that wasn't bi- that wasn't biased or anything. No, How was that biased? totally not biased. That totally not that, biased. That, that, totally, that, totally, that, totally, that. Y'all haven't seen my boy Patrick Queen play. Y'all know. Y'all, y'all know this year, though. Y'all All right. Anyways. Anyways. All right. Bye. Yeah, let's let's go, Hermie. Next person. I'm back. All right. Um, last person to give us a hot take of the week is going to be TK. Send us off, TK. Give us that spicy take. So today I saw a report oh, and, and I've seen some TikToks and I've seen some videos and like I said, reports about asking was Kevin Durant the best player in the league? So he's not, first of all, let me just say that. He, he's, he's second, but he's not. So my hot take for the week is going to be next year, LeBron James and Anthony Davis will be in the MVP conversation and one of them, either LeBron or Anthony Davis is going to win the, MV, the NBA MVP next year, bro. They'll be they have extra days. I said what the fuck I said. Okay. We just discussed the bias take from De- Tolu. Definitely not biased. Definitely yeah, not biased. Bi- I mean, <laughs> thank you, Sean. Thank no, you. Let me explain, biased, let me explain my reasoning first, and then Sean, if you want to jump in, I mean, I'll first of all, first of all, LeBron James, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis are getting much needed rest this offseason, and extra rest on top of the rest that they already are going to be getting this offseason. I believe, again, I believe that we're going to get another all-star. Our team is going to improve. Some guys are going to be back. Some guys are not going to be back. We'll figure all that out when that time is due. But the main thing for me is a is LeBron James hears all, everything that everybody's saying. The last time that we thought somebody was better than LeBron James was Kawhi Leonard. What did LeBron James do that next year? Came back that next year, dominated, then got injured. Then a the year after that, he won a championship. Next year, LeBron James is going to come back hot, bro. He's going to come back on top. He's going to prove why he's still the best player in the league until somebody takes the throne that has not been taken away from him yet. And Anthony, Anthony Davis also will be healthy, and he's also going to be in that, in that conversation. Don't, it's, it's really not as crazy as you're making it sound, PC. And Gianni, you gave me a look, too. Sean, I want you to add on to whatever, um, onto my hot take or whatever you wanted to say, bro. 
I, I'm, I know you probably want to say something too. I just don't think that hot take is crazy at all. I think that's something that can definitely happen. Definitely not biased. It definitely could happen. I mean, it, it, it definitely could. That's why I said I could have been biased and said LeBron James. That's why I said LeBron James or Anthony Davis. It, it, I mean, it could happen. LeBron, Anthony Davis is bound to do is doing it. He's going to win an MVP eventually. I mean, he's going to win an MVP. He's that type of player. If he can stay healthy, this is probably the best chance that he's going to have at being healthy because of all the rest that he's going to be that he's going to be given. So, I mean, I, again, I don't think that's I don't think that's so crazy after all. And then with LeBron James, it just goes back to every time LeBron James has been told oh, somebody's better than him or he's not the gold or this and that. He literally comes back that next year and he fucking dominates in the regular season, and especially in the playoffs. And I believe that's what's going to happen next year. Sean, you're going to be very upset because we're winning the championship next year, and you made a hot take last week that said LeBron James won his last championship last year. So I LeBron, still believe it. LeBron James is going to prove you wrong, and he's going to prove everybody else wrong. Because that's just what fucking goats do, bro. That's just what they do. The Los Angeles Lakers are getting Kyle Lowry. Uh, Tolu, please. Tolu, Tolu, please don't wish that on us. I do not want Kyle Lowry. Fat. You should have traded for Kyle Lowry. You have a high chance at him. That's yeah. why Kyle Lowry is a future please, sixer. Please, please, not Kyle Lowry. Because we're the only one of those teams that have cast base. Oh, brother. He said, oh, yeah. he. Tolu, if you're, Tolu, you rather have Russell Westbrook or Kyle Lowry, bro? Lowry, because he could shoot. Hey, kick this man off the car. Hermie, you have my permission. Please kick him off the car. Please kick him off the car. No. Fuck no, nigga. Fuck. (laughs) You really kicked this nigga off the car, bro. I'm crying. Good shit. Good shit, bro. Excellent kick. Not for that take. Just an excellent kick. Shut up, Roger. I hate hate Russell Westbrook with all of me, bro. And, you know, I do not know. We know, know. know. I'm not choosing. I'm not choosing Larry over Westbrook, bro. I'm not that stupid. Anyways, um, yeah, episode twenty six in the books. Um, want to thank everyone coming out this week. Usual starting five, uh, long Hermie as well. Uh, there, there was a lot to talk about this week. Uh, by this time, by our next recording, uh, the Eastern Western Conference Finals should be officially set. Um, and we're going to start again really into the nit, nit and gritty of the NBA season because uh, it's, it's it's almost coming to an end. We're almost at championship, boys and girl. Um, I, I I really don't have much uh, to talk about this week. Um, I then stay hydrated because it's very hot on the East and West Coast. Uh, I know it's fire season in California right now. Um and yeah, stay safe. If you have a family member or close one, call them, tell them you love them. And, Aaron uh, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, if you're listening to this, we're waiting for you in Denver, man. Um, you're, you're, you're taking uh, a bit long. Uh, we kind of like to get you that we now. Are not, we're not talking about you know, that. We're not talking about, about that. I no, can no, bring out just... the list right now, TK. Oh, okay, wants... never mind. Never the mind. List. Never mind. Yes. Never mind. Never mind. Read the list. Read okay. the list. Read the list. <laughs> That's all I got. Make sure y'all follow our Twitter at WHS underscore podcast. Make sure y'all follow our IG at WHS underscore podcast. And, and yeah. Aaron Rodgers, make sure you come to Denver. No. 
and oh I, I thought you wanted to be about, like TikTok or Why something else. Let's say we don't have TikTok. Oh yeah, what was this pun that you were talking about at the beginning of the podcast? I still don't understand that. It's not a pun. It's a riddle. Riddle. What is the riddle? It's not a riddle. Okay, can you say it one more time? Did you guys figure it out? No. no. What was the riddle again? Okay. Why does LeBron James like donuts? Because donuts don't cheat and black men don't cheat. Okay. <laughs> what? I have no fucking idea, bro. I, I, got, I got nothing. Donuts will have things to do with each other, bro. Oh, what if, what, so no one it? seriously gets it? No. Is it because he loves Duncan? Oh! oh. Thank you, Look at that. He just looked it up on Google. I can he see you, bro. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely, looked, definitely, that he definitely looked that up on Google. Look at Sean with his mini mouse I looked it up tendency. early on the podcast. But I didn't get an answer. <laughs> yeah, see? But I didn't wow. get an answer. Oh, you're a cheater. You know, I think you should give it up. Don't look it up. White men don't cheat. White men be cheating. Don't look it up. There wasn't an answer. I did look it up, but I didn't man, find an answer. I just cheat. got something. Man, white men don't cheat. They fucking kill. They don't cheat. Whoa, okay. Okay, all right. Relax, relax. Should I give it to Sean? No, no, I I, I don't need it. Yes, I would give it to him. Because it it takes dedication to cheat, bro. Like, you gotta be very... That's coming from a black man who just said that black men don't cheat, by the way. Oh, I'm speaking for... I'm speaking for... I'm speaking for the white man. I'm not... Uh, Speaking Guys, for TK, the what? TK oh, has okay. seven baby mamas. Just so you know. Okay, we are not. We are not. We are not going. Yeah, right. Ready, Harry? It's Ready? more like fifteen, but you know we're not going to talk like, about that. Wasn't that a good riddle? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Literally, literally, stop. Stop. Work to Tom Brady. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Oh. I mean. I mean, I mean, uh, black, men black men don't cheat. Okay, thank you oh, no. everyone for listening to the We Hate Sports podcast episode 26. We thank you so much for supporting us, giving us your listens, and just taking time out of your day to listen to us. Um, if you want to follow us, like PC said, go ahead and follow us on social media because then that's where we'll let you know when the next podcast episode will be dropping and hmm, i don't know what else to say i think pc said everything else so thank you everyone we hate sports podcast is out